0: Wanda, with this movie, we we'll obviously see her introduced into like big ingrained into the world of magic. But in the comics, she is obviously a massive part of the X-Men as well. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that is coming in the next few years, I'm curious if that is something on your radar and that you're at all preparing for. it give us a no, you
1: just got me excited. Yeah. Like- because I keep I don't really know <laughs> what I do next after this movie. I don't really know I wanna know what fans want and like what the ideas are. But you I guess you the I, rubble. Got, I, I got, got some back. ideas. God, I'll, I'll want to be there. We
2: want
0: you but there? Not, yes. I have
1: no actual plans yet. Um, I
0: am very
2: excited.
3: Uh, to we need to, to see her, her about that at some ASAP. Time. Yeah.
0: You know, I just love how uh, sweet Elizabeth Olsen is when it comes to like fan casting and fan opinions. It'd be so easy for any of the cast crew to just be like, you know, you thought it was this, but we actually never talked about that where she's like, no, <laughs> tell me what you want. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Think. Like, I, I love that approach. And like, she obviously seems very, mindful of the fans and like I love that about her and like it it comes through (laughs) in her performance in the the movie.
0: Well uh, Lizzie Olsen uh, we can't wait to see you again and thank you so much to Cinema Blend for asking the great questions and giving us a great interview clip. Welcome back to New Rockstars. We have now crossed the threshold into an MCU on the other side of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Spoiler warning but that MCU has been officially codified now with the numerical designation of Earth Dimension 616. Mm. But what the What does this mean for the comics universe of 616? Uh, Which comics have suggested exist separate within the multiverse alongside the universe of the films? I swear to God, we're not just some nerds overthinking this. The answer is extremely important to how we look at the MCU going forward as X-Men someday join the fray as Wanda returns to join that fray. But will she be even invited to this party? Because we gotta say after watching this movie, Wanda the the is going on? What the? Oh, jeez. <laughs> And, Whitney, you can get in there. I, you can get in there too.
1: Wanda Give the us your one of them. Come on. That's oh, right. my Wanda. God.
3: Language, Whitney. I can't even believe I, you even
0: said that. Wow. I didn't know
1: I was allowed to swear on this show. I never know when I'm allowed to, when I'm not.
0: Savior. The, the rules are different. When we dreamwalk into our inside Marvel variant selves, the potty mouth it's unleashed. No. That, that's Damn the man, rules. That's it. how it works here. <laughs> Let me try this out. <laughs> Darn. (laughs) I
3: feel bad already.
0: (laughs) It's Inside Marvel, everyone. It's New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show. We have now moved on from our Moon Knight coverage to unpack Mm. your biggest questions after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm Eric and With me today are two of my favorite people, MT. What's going on? And Whitney Van Lenningham. Hi!
1: Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited, you guys.
0: Mm-mm-mm. We're
3: happy to we have you. We're so with happy me. to have Welcome you. Welcome to the show. I talk. got a sweet, I
1: wanted- sweet, little invitation this morning to come on the show, and it was yes, like, yes, we invited yeah, her by, by Hogwarts that. owl. Uh, yeah. Yes, they did. Hogwarts owl. It showed up at my house. I was like brushing my teeth, and all of a sudden, owl a through the window, <laughs> right in the face.
0: Feathers everywhere. We're sorry about those uh, talon scars. You know, they'll heal up real yeah, fast. Yeah,
3: those, those, those usually heal up fast, um, luckily. Yeah.
0: <laughs> usually. Well... I wanted more hands on deck this week to uh, to unpack this movie. We're going to have 4 weeks mm. really before uh, at least 4 before uh, Miss Marvel hits us where we yes. can really just figure out what just happened in <laughs> Multiverse of <laughs> Madness and how the whole landscape has changed. Uh, I am still processing this movie. I had mm. a blast the three times I saw it in theaters. Um, but and one of my favorite audience reactions each of the three times I saw it was uh when 838 Christine Palmer says that they have designated Doctor Strange's home reality the universe of the MCU films as quote universe 616. Without yes. fail, that line always got either a cheer or a cast or some kind of murmur. That's right. Whereas, I don't know about you, but uh, our man Bruce Campbell, clearly all these bros who screamed, Let's go! and Toby Maguire at No Way Home <laughs> didn't actually watch <laughs> Sam Raimi Spider-Man films because Bruce Campbell's a huge part of all of those. Yes, uh, I, folks, I gotta just say there's more to Raimi Spider-Man than just your bully Maguire memes. But Either way, we're going to spend today's episode unpacking what exactly the 616 designation means and how it fits into the logic of the past MCU films as well as the comics. Mm. What it tells us now about where we're headed. Uh, But be sure to check out NewRockStarsMerch.com to see our latest, latest obsession shirt called Shattered Madness. This limited edition shirt is inspired by Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And, like, all of our uh, latest Obsession shirts, once it's gone, it's gone for good. So support the channel. Check out all of our new awesome merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. All right, uh, uh, MT, if you don't mind, I'm going to let Whitney ask the question this week. Okay, yes. Whitney, ask away.
1: All right. The question today is, what does it mean for the MCU to be labeled Universe 616? What is that? What's that going to do to our multiverse? Mm. What's that going to do to the others?
0: (laughs) Great question, Whitney. So, uh, Doctor Strange and America Chavez travel to Earth 838 and are taken to the Baxter Foundation where 838 Christine explains that she has designated this universe that they're in currently as 838, but the universe Mm -hmm. where Stephen Strange came from, the MCU, as 616. Now, Mm. 616, of course, is a numerical designation of the uh, primary Marvel universe in the comics. It was actually devised in 1983 by comics writer David Thorpe. You should go read this interview, it's incredible. Uh, he, he decided to do this for a Captain Britain reboot. Mm. And you know, back in the 80s, these Marvel writers, they're like, yeah, I'll just do whatever. They had no idea that it would turn into this yeah. whole freaking thing where the axis of a cinematic universe is all based on this. He's just like, I, I don't know, I just thought it'd be fun to do this. I just made that. Um, <laughs> I just picked random it.
3: numbers. <laughs>
0: Which is why I think we need to track all these comics writers down and pay them their money. Yeah. Stop just giving them special thanks in the credits of these movies. Give them a cut. Give of the them movie's a little bit of office. your gajillion
3: dollars, Disney. Come on. Without them, the none <laughs> of this would exist. <laughs> Disney has too right much
1: there. money. They should just be giving it away to these people.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Everything, Everything real they artists, write was work for hire. For I get for what we that have it's now. It's, I get that it's Marvel. Marvel owns it all, but still just, you know, kick them back a little bonus. Give them something. Give them Huey,
3: Dewey, or Louie. At least one of them. You have plenty of them. (laughs) You have multiples.
0: Um, but i love this quote because he said uh they wanted the captain britain corps to be more of a multiversal organization in this reboot Mm. and he said that uh the 616 universe was selected as quote the worst performing earth that was holding the others back now why Mm. did he choose the number 616 well get this thorpe said that he gave many people alternate answers over the years but that the truth is that he based it on 666 the number of the beast Minus mm. 50. He just shows a nice round number away from the most frightening Yo, member. honestly, so I was I'm
1: getting crazy. 666
3: six, six vibes from 616. Cool it. So it's really funny f- that's that all that, that is actually hear. the answer.
1: <laughs> Dude, I had it's no idea that it makes me like it more. Yeah, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing my metal ass everyone. Mephisto today. <laughs> Whitney's on it. <laughs> look, it's already done prepared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... Now, ever since in the comics, 616 has been the number of the main Marvel universe, the one with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, the universe where Bucky is forever dead. That changed with the Ultimates universe in the early 2000s, where a lot of these things were changed, of course. Miles Morales became Spider-Man. But these numerical designations came up whenever multiversal stories were were the focus. So, like, the Spider-Verse comics, the Secret Wars comics, where we saw the incursion between 616 and 1610. Um, But now, uh, the fact that the MCU is being called 616... You could totally just take that to mean that this is how Marvel Studios is now codifying the primary universe of the movies. The movie universe being an adaptation of the comics universe. Mm. But it's a bit more complicated than that. Because until now, the MCU film universe has been considered a distinct separate universe alongside the comics universe. Uh, Both of them part of a a transmedia uh, multiverse of different universes. So the comics universe has been 616 the MCU has been earth one nine, 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 nine. That label came from Kevin Feige quotes oh, where he was joking that he wanted the Marvel uh, studios films to last for uh, 199,999 years. <laughs> um, and there have been various Easter Still eggs that we've happen. talked about hinting that the film universe could have been connected to 616. So like in Avengers Endgame, Scott Lang's storage locker had 616 written on the sign. In Spider-Man Far From Home, Mysterio Quentin Beck claimed to be from Earth Dimension 833, whereas this universe was Earth Dimension 616. And we've talked about how weird that now is, considering Quentin Beck wasn't from an alternate universe. He was just fabricating all of this. So <laughs> he just happened to pull the right number out,
1: yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, how did that work?
0: <laughs> well, Guterman was obviously a watcher or a TVA agent or like that. that's the only way it makes sense
3: i like to think that like what if like the fantastic four wrote that book that Guterman was reading that'd be really fun
0: i don't know oh maybe maybe you gotta look at the byline on that that was written by mm-hmm. mr b grim <laughs> <B>. um,
3: <laughs> it's all like written in like a new york
0: accent <laughs> like from the yeah. streets <laughs> like no <laughs> i don't sorry continue <laughs> just funny. um But most critically of all these Easter eggs, Loki episode one, um, an episode also conceived of by Michael Waldron, the screenwriter of Madness*. The TVA film strip of Loki's MCU life and death is labeled 616. We'll talk mm. about that a bit later, but meanwhile, in Captain America: The First Avenger, kids in the 1940s of the MCU history were reading issues of Captain America number one with the same exact comic cover of Cat punching Hitler, implying 616 comics exist within the MCU. Mm. And if you're a com- if you're an avid comic reader, you may just be struggling with the 616 designation because again, there is evidence that comics versions of Loki and the Young Avengers have actually visited the universe of the MCU films within. The- the pages mm. of those comics. So that would imply both that the 616 universe and the MCU universe are separate. Uh, but the problem with that is after we watch this movie guys, uh America Chavez, in mm. the comics America Chavez identifies herself as the only version of her that exists across the multiverse, but America Chavez in the movie says the same exact thing. That would imply at least from the point of view of Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige that they consider the movies to just be an adaptation of the comics universe not a separate universe that exists alongside it across uh, a film and print media landscape that's Mm. connected. Um, But I think another clue to this being the case, even though it's from another studio and another medium even, 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Remember that movie Mm. also uses the Marvel Comics numerical designations, Peter Parker, 616, Miles Morales, 1610. Uh, Now, while that movie is of course animated and it does pretty closely follow Miles Morales' origin in the comics, like he takes over for Peter Parker after he dies in the 1610 reality reality it's not exactly the same. They took some liberties with that movie. Um, So if we were to just assume the 1610 in that movie is the same as the 1610 of the comics, we would really just negate everything Brian Michael Bendis did and Sarah Pacelli did to actually create those panels in the words of the comics pages in favor of just the animators of the movie and what they created. So I think the best way, this is just me, I think the best way to look at this is there is a 1610 in the comics. There's also a 1610 in the movies. I think you six months. Both are true.
1: Yeah. What did I say? Said 16, said 10, 16, 10. Two
0: times. Oh yeah. Well, that's technically true. But anyway. Um, they're both so true, I think, but
1: whatever. Yeah. So really,
0: this is just me. But the best way to look at this is there is a 616 in the comics, mm. and there is a 616 in the movies, and both are valid, both are true, one isn't more important than the other. But that's just my take on it. MT Whitney, I, I want to know what you th- make of this.
1: Man, all Hmm. I know is this is about to make my research work at this company 10 million times harder because now (laughs) when I Google stuff, instead of doing MCU and 616 separately, I'm going to be like, okay, wait, but MCU 616 for this, but comic 616 for this. (laughs) (laughs) So for the purposes of my job. Little frustrated. However, <laughs> in general, very stoked. I think it's. I think it's a cool idea. I don't see why there can't be an adaptation for film. So many book mediums do that. It's the same thing with like. Yeah. I mean, let's just look at the Twilight saga, shall we? <laughs> like that's adapted no, from no, the book. No, when do I not, not the look The books out. are still <laughs> valid. No, I actually I've never actually read Twilight, so I have no idea. Me neither. I know it's about vampires, <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: It's, a, it's, it's about so much more than vampires, Whitney.
1: There's is also it? werewolves
0: in it. There's also werewolves in it. It's also Morbius, guys. We we all know this.
1: It's a Morbius prequel? Well, god yes. damn, why didn't you say that sooner? Now I have to get on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> MT, I want to know your take on the 616. Is it a hard and fast rule now that the MCU is is 616? Are there other ways to look at this?
3: I, I honestly believe that the whole 616 designation is primarily like, it sort of just means home in terms of what medium that you're looking at mm-hmm. it from so for example the mcu is considered 616 because it's the main home universe that we're all familiar with so like whatever the the home is of all of these characters that we know that is going to be 616 so therefore like you know in um well in, in into the spider-verse it's a little bit different because like you said peter parker um was from the 616 and then like miles Morales, like in the comics is in 1610. So like, because of that Miles Morales story, it's a little bit different there, but in general, like in the the comics, when we have 616, they're just basically saying, this is the main universe and like all the other universes in the comics, like 1610, and like uh, Earth two four two, which is one of my personal favorites, which is uh, an Earth just completely on fire. It's just all on fire. It just doomed. Um, so it's, and it's, it's just the meme with the dog, but the
1: whole universe. Yes, it's, it's
3: literally that, <laughs> but the entire planet. This Earth two four two. This is fine planet. Um, yeah. So yeah, those like it's from the perspective of like that main universe. So like it makes sense to me that the MCU is called six one six because from our perspective of these gods reading these comics, like Earth-1999 is like, that has to be the designation because there's so many 616s for us. Like we have a zillion 616s, so we need like a really ridiculous number to specifically designate the MCU. So I think it it all really boils down to the perspective of who is is, um, in that universe. And like, if they're the main characters of that universe, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, but.
0: I hear what you're saying, Mt. That like within the universe of of the context, like the way we should interpret the universe is that six one six is just like the template. It's the baseline. Right. I-, I think we should point out that it was eight three eight Christine Palmer who named it six one six in this right. context. So to her, it's not her home, yeah, but I exactly. think it's it's her it's her way of acknowledging to like us that mm-hmm. like where we came from, you, the viewer. 616 is basically zero it's basically yeah a ground zero of wherever the multiverse is, is yeah essentially so right. like
3: if 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 the character is not part of like the main universe then like they were going to call the main universe 616 because the, it's the universe that like we are familiar with it's the mcu so like they sort of have to go like the, the writers have to write it so like all right christine palmer from another universe is going to call the main mcu 616 because it has to be like organized for all the viewers at home to know that like yeah. this is just home home base, and so um, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I think the 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 griping that we're probably still going to hear either in the comments or on social media are the comics readers who still firmly believe mm. that the MCU is actually Earth one nine 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 nine, and we cannot trust eight three eight Christine Palmer <laughs> that she's just like that's just what she names it, but that's not what it is called objectively in the MCU. Mm. But my counter argument to that would be. The TVA film strip. The TVA Mm. is a pretty solid authority that is not attached to any one reality or any one universe, even. Mm. And they labeled Loki's MCU reality as 616. I think that's a pretty solid, I mean, To me, that's a pretty solid, compelling argument that, like, objectively, in the MCU, Marvel Studios wants us to see the MCU is called 616. And I think if you could just, like, step back from what you read in the comics Mm -hmm. and just look at it objectively, Kevin Feige's trying to simplify this for everybody Mm -hmm. and and everybody who's watching these movies who maybe hasn't read those specific Young Avengers or or saw that Loki passport and said, oh, well, Loki visited the movies. I I think it's just his simple way of saying this universe is six one six. That's just what we're calling it now. Um, yeah, and you called it one nine 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 based off of a joke that I said, but that's never another <laughs> yeah. I used. Um, but I think um, my question for you guys now is like, is if if this is true that it was originally based on six six six, is the implication of that that like there is a Marvel six six six, and that is the the mark of the beast that might be in the MC where I th- we meet Mephisto. That I would. I I'm looking it up right now.
3: That would be bananas. There six, has six. to be an Earth six 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 at this point. We've had so many designations. Yeah. That like That's where totally I'm guys, there, there is
1: a World six six six, and that's where yes, I was there born, is babies. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there. There is an Earth 666 in the comics, also known as Earth 4680. It is uh, the realm of a, a brother. It's where <laughs> Brother Voodoo hid the Orb of Necromancy, Ooh. put it deep into Magorat's ego maze. Uh, it is a hellish, hellish dimension with all kinds of supernatural entities like Seems vampires, right. rivals, mummies, etc. So there could be a, uh, a dimension of that in the MC, in the live action MCU now. it's totally possible earth six it is possible
3: my god like i do love me some metal the hell
1: universe of the mcu (laughs) (laughs) i want to go live in the metal version of the multiverse (laughs) yeah let's go and and
3: who i think that it's quite possible that we could end up going there in (laughs) dr strange 3 considering that we do go to the dark dimension with Clea. and like that is a dark realm so maybe we're going to be hopping to different darker universes i think that'd be really fun like Earth 666.
0: All right, I have some more questions I want to talk with you all about uh, with with Multiverse of Madness. First, I want to thank some people who helped us make this episode. Thank you to our sponsors, Helix Sleep. Even if you have a magical armor that appears out of nowhere to help you fight crime, you still need a good night's sleep on a mattress made just for you. Well, our friends at Helix Mattress are here to make sure you have that. Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattresses are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. You need a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I have a Helix mattress. I love it. Empty? You gotta helix mattress
3: yes i sleep on it every night and i've loved it for like every single like week that i've had it it's my sleep has never been better
1: i have a different kind of mattress and i'm dead now
0: (laughs) (laughs) whitney's on the outside looking in
1: and the helix clubhouse my bones creak daily i'm i'm now from the multiverse where i'm dead in that reality because my mattress isn't as good as mt and eric's
0: no one dreamwalk to a mattress get this wit a helix make it happen well the mattress ships right to your door for free no need to go to a mattress store just go to helixsleep.com slash inside marvel take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life they have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free they'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it but you're gonna love it helix is offering up to 200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside marvel we also want to thank brooklyn for sponsoring this episode do you wish you could travel to a universe full of super comfortable bedding well good news you're already living it this version of the multiverse has. Brooklinen. Brooklinen, home of the internet's favorite sheets, was created in 2014 to give customers luxury hotel level home essentials that don't break the bank they offer everything from snuggly sheets to cozy towels and robes loungewear accessories and much more by working directly with suppliers brooklyn cuts out the markups and passes those savings back to their customers so you get their incredible products at a reasonable cost treat yourself with brooklyn's linen sheets they're super airy and feature a trendy wrinkled look that is oh so stylish bed making optional my friends no need to make the bed First time trying Brooklinen? Well, their best-selling Luxe sheets are the perfect place to start, featuring an irresistibly soft feel and a buttery smooth finish. So go to brooklinen.com, use promo code INSIDEMARVEL to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter the promo code INSIDEMARVEL for $20 off your purchase today at Brooklinen, the curators of comfort. All right, shifting gears here. Uh, mm. There's an important conversation happening around Multiverse Madness that I, I think we need to have here on New Rockstar. Uh Um, A lot of people watching this movie uh, feel that it is pretty disconnected with the way they saw WandaVision. That WandaVision was a story of a a mother and a wife overcoming her grief. um, And then by the end of that, learning some critical lessons. And then they feel like this movie uh, does Wanda's character dirty. It might undo some of her character development from WandaVision. It's obviously a very complicated conversation to have, but I, I think we can have it respectably here as best as we can. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask everyone here, do we feel like Multiverse of Madness undid Wanda's character development from WandaVision? And even if it did, how did that affect your viewing of this movie? I don't think so at all. I, I do not
3: get that criticism at all, considering the ending of WandaVision and how Wanda... The last shot was Wanda reading the Darkhold. And the one thing that the Darkhold does is exactly what happened in the Multiverse (laughs) of Madness. I don't understand why people weren't expecting this to happen. This is literally the one thing that everyone says that the Darkhold does, it corrupts you. So like the character development of WandaVision, yeah, she did learn the lessons, but that was before she read the Darkhold and up all the lessons that she learned. So like, I don't understand what people are really surprised about personally, because that's just the dark holds and like, that's just what I think
0: MT. This is, this gets to a thing. I think a lot of folks view post credit scenes different than, than other fans. I, you know, I, I know when I watch a post credit scene that's how I walk out of a theater that's like my last uh, lasting image or like click off of a screening yeah that that mm. cap, mountain cabin was pretty big but I think for a lot of people who watch WandaVision and this is a completely valid interpretation that they really view the ending as her uh, saying goodbye to her kids saying goodbye to Vision letting the hex die uh, mm. learning the lesson of what is love uh, what is grief if not love persevering to them that is mm. the emotional climax and ending right. and resolution of WandaVision uh, not this post credit scene and I think a lot of I secretly didn't like that post credit scene. But uh, uh, but Whitney, I want to get you in on this conversation. What were yeah,
1: man. I'm actually of the camp that it's not that I didn't like that they did this. I think that it absolutely makes sense. And the dark cold explanation absolutely makes sense. But I think that I was also one of the people who I really felt very strongly connected to the way that WandaVision ended. And I really, mm. like, I also took away, like, oh... Like, I love that, like in their last conversation together, you know, Vision says, who knows what I'll be next, you know, and that kind Mm -hmm. of, to me was like the closer of that, that was like, okay, you might not have your family in this way ever again, but somewhere out there, you know, that that's what's going on. And so I, that's how I kind of interpreted the end of WandaVision. So I was a little bit surprised, but I think that the reason why isn't that I was surprised that this happened in multiverse of madness i think that because so much of that corruption happened off screen like we know mm. that that's what the dark hole does like we are very aware right. but we kind of didn't get to see that like day by day decline into absolute madness like we see that cabin right. you know that she's in and the cabin looks fine and then all it the, and then we see the orchard and everything zooms out and the cabin's all dilapidated and gross and it's like whoa how'd we get there from the end of wandavision to now Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that it does make sense and the Darkhold thing does make sense and it makes a lot more sense too if you watch um, the Collider interview with Elizabeth Olsen where she explains that she felt like she was playing a version of Wanda in this movie where she might have been divorced from Vision or they might not be together anymore, Mm -hmm. they might be separated, Mm -hmm. she might have moved on and the most important aspect to her was just finding her children. So after I read that, and knowing what the Dark Hold done gonna go and do to you, I do I do agree that it was the right choice for the movie. I think that for me, what would have really melded my love for the ending of WandaVision and the beginning of this. Is if we had just a little bit more of that on-screen corruption, I think would have oh, helped great. me and maybe helped other viewers. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I love this movie. I think it's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so spooky. I just, I just cried so hard at the ending of Wandavision, you guys. I just loved yeah. it so much, and it's I a wanted to It's a good ending. It's a really forever. emotional
3: ending. I really loved it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is.
0: I, You make uh, so many good points with yes. me. I, I think you're 100 percent right that scene that journey that descent off screen or on screen would have helped so much even if it was a lot. It didn't need to be more of a post-credit scene i mean yeah. maybe it would have helped to see some of those trees around the cabin start to corrupt or get exactly. twisted or something like that yes but, yes but i think we just needed more context around the dark hold in general bringing in the dark hold earlier in wandavision now in fairness to marvel it seemed like they were producing a lot of the stuff concurrently out of order than what they expected yeah. you know I'm not sure, it seemed like Multiverse of Madness might, like, originally WandaVision was just supposed to come out the spring of the same year Multiverse of Madness was going to come out. We don't know if it was going to be before or after or what, um, but, like, yeah, it seems like they weren't totally clear what was going to get introduced when, yeah. whether the Dark Darkhold was going to be introduced in Multiverse of Madness, and then that was going to give us our context for the book, and it seemed like maybe they were had to suddenly introduce it on WandaVision. But um, you know, our friends at uh, our colleagues at the Ringerverse podcast, Joanna Robertson, uh, Robertson Mal- Mallory Rubin, ha- did an amazing, amazing deep dive uh, into multiverse of madness and-, and talked about this so eloquently. And one thing Joe pitched was if we had just seen another multiversal version of Wanda that uh, showed her without needing her kids, like we just saw a Wanda without her kids, and that Wanda was fine. That might have done a lot to undo a lot of the the bad taste in people's mouths. Because then we could have seen, oh, this this woman isn't defined by whether or not she has kids, you know? Right. She's not, you know, that line of, like, I'm not a monster, I'm a mother just felt a little, like, like we don't, women aren't defined solely on whether or not they have children. And it would have been great if we could have just seen one other one other uh variant of Wanda just to like give us that, you know, just to show this Wanda is just a unique uh mother, uh, a unique woman.
3: I want a new girl trajectory. Wanda. I want that new girl variant of Wanda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: that's
0: what Jake Johnson and the boys.
1: <laughs> it's got <Scarlet> a witch <laughs>
0: I mean, we already saw a bit of that in WandaVision, right? WandaVision episode seven or eight. One of them did kind of like the opening was a bit yeah. new girly. Yeah, we should have like, straight up had a
3: new girl episode of WandaVision. Are you kidding me? We
1: like that's should've. That would have been hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I,
0: I think what surprised me most about this is like how much, like I love WandaVision. To me, it's like WandaVision and Loki day by day. it it changes which one is at the top of my Marvel Disney Plus mm. shows ranking. Um, and I think what I love so much about it is just how much of a love letter it was to television history and yeah. uh, how great Elizabeth Olsen was and Catherine Dunn so and all that they were and playing up those tropes. The whole cast, it's just such a cool show unlike anything I'd ever seen. Um, and But to me, like people coming out of Multiverse of Madness really viewing WandaVision as like sacred text. That uh can be undone in any way. I'm like, I walked out of that show feeling like another slightly confusing Marvel show, Marvel <laughs> title that broke the rules. To me, this is the his, this is Marvel's legacy. Every MCU title undoes certain things about what led to it. I mean, Thor Ragnarok was completely sacrilege to so much about Thor. Oh, That's yeah. That's what we like about it. That's so, why we like I, it though. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All now, of these completely changed things we thought about the characters. I
1: definitely caught myself. I had to have a talk with myself where I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but. I really miss what happened, and the, who knows what I'll be next. And it makes me cry. <laughs> and then I was like, Whitney, mm-hmm. you're being one of those fans who's so attached to something that they can't like see outside of themselves and their own mirror. And I was like, it's because I see myself so much in this show that I can't like that I'm like that's why it's precious to me because it's me, you know. And so it's like that I had to catch myself and be like, Whitney, you dumbass bitch, just enjoy the goddamn <laughs> movie, just and do like, it. No, I, honestly, Honestly, and that I helped feel like it helped the- i did i just talked myself <laughs> out of being a toxic like parasocial relationship with the scarlet witch no. i don't know how i did it but i, did I
0: don't it. think that's toxic I think
3: yeah i think that like, this yeah. is like a huge testament towards like marvel studios and the types of stories that they're telling and the fact that you can to grab a hold is of amazing. you that
1: hard like it yeah, really is exactly. like they just grab onto your goddamn heart and squish it (laughs) like it's wanda ripping ultron's oil machine out of his chest like that's how they get you (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah um and and with, with yeah i think your your reactions to that your your love of that line from vision i uh, so I, I i don't think about that line a lot but you're right that it was a, such a cool
1: it's my favorite line. line i literally cry eric every single time i've had to rewatch that scene like for work i have started fully sobbing at my desk fully every <laughs> single time i like i love it so much it oh, makes no. me so happy and sad at the same time
0: <laughs> yeah, and in the same way that I'm seeing a lot of um, like uh, Marvel Twitter, which is something that I normally fear <laughs> and avoid. <Lord laughs> oh, Christ yes, comes.
1: very but, scary, very scary
0: indeed. A lot of a lot of people are taking specific lines from this movie, which is you know people are like being really hard on the writing of this movie. But there's some beautiful lines, some heartbreaking lines in this movie where just out of context, you could argue it's out of context. But I think people are completely respecting the context where Wanda says, I'd blow a hole in my husband's head and admit nothing. Yeah. Like, or I love you in every universe. Like, so many of these lines are connecting with people. And I don't want to take that away from anyone uh, at all. I think ultimately, whatever you feel, whatever you take away from a movie is completely fine. It's true for you. And that's true in your heart. I think... What becomes an issue is when people go online and try to deny each other, each other's experience. Yeah.
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, And I don't think any of us want to do that. Um,
1: And honestly, that's what makes movies so much fun. And stupid Twitter forgets this, but it's like, it's okay that all of us have a completely different experience and reaction to something because we're all different people and we have different stories ourselves. So, of course, we're going to connect to different things differently. So I would never say you can't feel your gash dang feels.
0: Your emotional truth while consuming a piece of content is not universally everyone's emotional truth that they exactly. all have to subscribe to.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: Uh, and exactly.
1: <laughs> Let's exactly <laughs> one more time.
0: Three <laughs> we exactly, we all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, uh, speaking of reactions uh, and um, people's subjective reactions to things being totally okay, one of my favorite... About seeing a movie in as packed of a crowd, as crowded of a movie theater as I can, is just hearing the random weird stuff that people vocalize (laughs) when they're watching a movie. So I wanted to uh, have in this episode with just us chatting about when we saw this movie in the theater in the past week. What were some of the most surprising and weirdest reactions you heard, either from yourself or from people around you, while you saw this movie?
1: <laughs> okay, I for one, the part that made me actively laugh out loud—I was the only person laughing—and my boyfriend had to kick me and be like, "You stop it! It's not a funny scene." Was when <laughs> Charles Xavier shows up in the in the mindscape, and he's cosplaying Steve Jobs. He's just—he looks exactly. <laughs> Like Steve Jobs, <laughs> I was just like in this multiverse. Steve Jobs is Professor X. Hold <laughs> on, I still can't stop laughing about it. It's so funny. <laughs>
0: Whitney, you just answered a huge question for me because when I saw it, someone burst out laughing when Patrick Stewart showed up in the turtleneck. Yes. And I was like, what is so funny about I, this? You, I'm like, you were
1: hearing me laugh all the way from Los Angeles. Patrick was.
0: <laughs> I was so thrilled. I'm like... Does this person know what's coming? Have they seen it already, and they know what? Where this? <laughs> or is it just like that nervous laughter? They're like, "Oh no, he's gonna die." He's no, gone. it was
1: specifically Steve Jobs themed laughter. Steve um.
0: Jobs Xavier,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Professor Jobs. Um, Why not?
0: <laughs> so I for for me, like everyone cheered at Krasinski, like oh, universally, yeah. oh, people yeah. lost their minds. Oh yeah, but crickets course. to Bruce Campbell like did you guys
3: have I that got absolute too? crickets to Bruce Campbell it was very weird I was like that's Bruce Campbell guys what's wrong with you that's Bruce Campbell that's the joke
1: I saw it in a pro Bruce Campbell theater we were, we were hollering we were dragging each other to hell it was great
3: we brought the Bruce Campbell discord over to the theater
1: pizza papa
3: pizza papa my favorite MCU character next pizza to papa Tawara.
1: always gets paid
3: he always gets paid. I know I love how I said pizza papa always. Gets paid.
1: That is like the sluttiest line in the MCU. I'm sorry. Yeah. it's beautiful and I love it.
3: I feel like this implies that Pizza Papa is also a pimp. It sounds like it's yes. like he always gets yep. paid. I'm like, ah, does that even what does that mean? Paid. I don't know. <laughs> um anyway um but no i think the uh, a weird reaction for me well one of the funniest was was obviously when krasinski came up because uh like i was sitting next to a couple and like the girlfriend seemed like she wasn't really into marvel movies and she was like oh my god is that jim and i just cracked up (laughs) i was like she was so excited for jim i was like you know what worth I the price of, of admission because like that's that's too awesome that's too wholesome. I would have I just turned to her that's, and
1: I would have been yeah. like yes bitch in this multiverse he's <laughs> uh he actually was a a paper salesman from Scranton believe it or not
0: uh yeah I know, I'm of both minds when it comes to these things. Because on one hand, I am writing notes when I go see these movies, and mm. it's work for me, which sucks that it's work for me. I mean, you guys are also now, <laughs> now that you work for New Stories, you have to write <laughs> notes in <laughs> movies too. Um, but like, me in the so background with my like,
1: phone on dim, baby. <laughs>
0: <How's it going? laughs> oh no! Oh no, Whitney. We need to we need to have a workshop on like how to just like keep your place and write shorthand so you don't. Oh, have Oh, dude, to have I tried on. that. I tried oh the God. Eric method I once tried. you told
1: me, and it smeared my pen all over my page oh, it was no. just a hopeless pencil. blur by the end of it, <laughs> oh, it was not
0: good. you gotta use you gotta use a pencil yeah because otherwise the it's gonna smear oh
1: iphone light on the lowest setting that's how
0: <laughs> i do it well my thinking is like i just want to be able to hear the lines what drives me nuts is like when i first saw this movie the first screening i did not hear the ron wasserman because Yo, people were screaming that- so loud oh. They were and that's the coolest <laughs> part. I didn't catch that till the second screening thank god I saw it you know second mm. time yeah, twice. um so like yeah like it bumps you out when you're like you don't need you can go oh, or you can go yeah you can start clapping but you do not need to scream let's go <laughs> for a oh, six count why okay. I did say this.
3: I was one of the let's goers but like I wasn't very loud <laughs> but when, when I did hear that um Franklin in Valeria existed. I was like, yes, let's go!" Because I love Valeria so much. Like she's one of my favorite Marvel characters, Valeria Richards. So like, I'm so happy. So I get, I did a little. For out, sure, let's go.
0: short, short little bursts yeah. are fine. And in fact, when I saw No Way Home, uh, the second or third time I saw No Way Home, there was a guy who was sitting next to me who, like, when Matt Murdock showed up and people go, "Yeah," he goes, "Shut up, shut
2: up, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ." Shut up! Shut your like, goddamn Dude, face! You gotta you gotta let people do their do their thing. <laughs> Relax, man. Like I'm the one with the notepad and I'm not shushing people. Like come on bro.
1: Wow. I on.
3: Mean, devils a religion for some people, man. Take them yeah. very seriously.
1: I guess so. Um
0: I I think the most surprise, there were two surprises. One was like for me when, uh, I mean, Sam Raimi, I know Sam Raimi. I love Sam Raimi from the evil dead, army of darkness, drag me to hell, all of his non Spider-Man stuff. I love a good Sam Raimi jump scare. And when Sam Raimi's horror gets goofy, I think Sam Raimi wants us to kind of giggle at some of his campy horror. That's part of the fun of it. And there is a moment where like, uh you know when it cu- when when dr strange is stream walking into the zombie defender strange
1: i know what you're gonna sam say sam
0: raimi hilariously cuts back to <laughs> dr strange where benedict cumberbatch is just going <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: and i giggle i'm like that's that's freaking hilarious and i got a quarter turn someone in the row in front of me goes how, how dare, dare you it. like they didn't say it just give me that look as if to why say, like, dude
2: why and i was like
0: come on man Have you never seen a sam raimi sam raimi wants us to laugh at this are you kidding me that is a comedically timed take <laughs> We're in it. that's funny it's it, i mean so i felt a little bad but i'm like man people everyone's cut from a different cloth that's fine but to me my favorite was when um professor x goes, mm. just because stumble, someone stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean yeah. they're lost forever. Which, I, to me, I was mm. like, oh, I think that was in Days of Future Past. Ew. There was one guy behind me who goes, yes! One Days of Future Past nerd <laughs> <laughs> who knew that script word for word, recognized that line right away. He That's converted for me. I'm like, oh, I guess it was from Days of Future Past. <laughs>
1: Honestly, we make videos for that guy. That's exactly. why we, that we, we, that we videos for we do that, that specific you. man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we want to hear from all of you in the comments yeah. below. J- only tell—we don't want to hear any of your other comments. Just tell us the other crazy reactions Thanks. that you heard. During your screening That's my favorite thing About watching a movie In a crowded theater Tweet us The the funniest thing You heard in the theater Uh, I'm just gonna give you Another example Uh, What I saw Endgame There was a son And his dad This is like the third time I saw it On like the following Tuesday So the theater Wasn't fully packed Fully But uh, the dad was sleeping Through most of the movie And then uh, His son kept having To explain to him Who everyone was I thought it was so so sweet (laughs) Oh that's sweet The dad This guy was like In his 60s Or something like that And just like Clearly didn't get Anything that was happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, and then at the very end of the movie, when old Cap shows up, he leans over to his son and goes, hey, that's uh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know this one. No, I got that? this one, kid. Is easy. Easy. he's like i gotta tell i'm gonna do i'm gonna me and my son are finally gonna connect here i'm gonna teach him a thing or t- Ah, mm-hmm. i love these little moments i love theater
3: reactions man like i can't wait to like all the, the reed Richards reactions hit youtube because like I-, I need to watch those like those give me Sarah oh yeah know. oh it's so good
0: so good i love movies and i love you guys thank you for joining I love you too. us this week for Inside Marble. Uh, and uh, over the weeks ahead, we're gonna be talking more and more about uh, other loose cues that you got about loose multiverse cues. madness. Loose cues. Hit us up on
1: Twitter. <laughs> Why did you, 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 why'd your you say cues. that's so gross, Eric? Why did you say it like that?
2: I don't
3: want Yo, your loose cues? Got
2: loose cues. Yo, <laughs> loose
3: The
1: cues are loose. <laughs> Tighten them up. Tighten Give me up a cue. those cues. Give me a cue. <laughs> Give me
3: a cue. Use some starch. Tighten up those cues. I don't know what that means. Anyway.
0: Uh, hey, don't forget to check out our great Marvel merch options at neuroxstarsmerch.com. If uh, you're over eighteen, check out the Neurox Discord server in the description. Enjoy that conversation where they're weirdly critical of all of us. Uh, and oh no. follow me at EA Boss. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Uh, follow Whitney at Whitney Puppy. Yes. Don't forget to subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. I love you guys. Bye.